Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Laredo Health's HealthCast, Episode 8. We're here with Laredo Police Chief Miguel Rodriguez. Welcome on. How are you today? Pretty good yourself. Thank you for the invite. Pretty good, pretty good. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, we're here also with with our other two hosts, um, Dr. Richard Chamberlain and Ms. Deidre Hernandez, um, welcoming us to this important topic um, we have going on this month on the significance of National Drunk Drug Driving Prevention Month. And to kind of start this topic, Chief, um, what do you think about how we need to focus on the community to, to keep them safe during these holidays? You know, how we're, the gatherings are coming up and stuff. And, and just, just to give us a little chime in on, on what you think of, of the focus. Well, definitely something very important, uh, not only to the police department, but the community as a whole. And the reason for that is because every year uh, there's a tragic uh, event that happens uh, not only during the holiday holidays, but throughout the, the year. So it affects lives, it affects families, it affects uh, different people. And when, I, and when we're talking about tragic events, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of statistics to, to kick off this, this podcast. But just so, so everybody here in this table understands the, uh, how, how bad we have it in, in Texas, you know, and, and this is just out of 1,162 people that uh, were involved in a, in a traffic accident, uh, 1,162 people were killed in uh, drunk driving crashes in 2022, a 2% increase from the year before. Um, that is equivalent to three people dying every day of the year because of drunk driving. Aside from that, uh, there's a staggering 26% of all traffic uh, deaths in Texas involve the drunk driver. Uh, those crashes led to one person dying every seven hours and 32 minutes. That's just to open here the, the conversation and how bad this, uh, this is. And this is the reason why we need to continue educating uh, the community. We need to continue educating the young. And the reason I say the young is because the statistics shows us uh, as a police department that that uh, number the from 21 to 25 are the highest in in, uh, in deaths and the reason for that is not only because of drunk driving but also for distracted driving so definitely something that we need to continue the conversation amongst uh, uh, government entities but also with the public I can also chime in right there and just want to say welcome once again to Chief Rodriguez for joining us today. Thank you very much. And as we do know that national, I mean, December is National Impaired Driving Prevention Month and that the highway, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration recently launched a Drive Sober holiday kickoff event, which happened on December the 12th, underscoring the significance of safe driving during these um, festive seasons, or as we say, Felices Fiestas here um, on the border. Those data or stats that you shared right now were very, very um, concerning as we're hearing that it is primarily within the ranges of um, individuals in their mid-20s or within their 20s in general. And just hearing the sheer number of persons that unfortunately lost their life due to a, a, an accident that involves um, a substance. And we're not telling people, of course, not to drink alcohol, but what we're telling people is to drink responsibly and to be able to take advantage of the numerous different um, opportunities to make sure that you get home safely, which is ride shares, which are taxis, which are ensuring that you do have a, a friend who is your designated Dave, as we have said in the past. Um, and it's okay for that person to be the designated Dave. I always want to give that person the credit as um, alcohol doesn't necessarily mean that you, or you don't necessarily have to be or drink alcohol to be social. 
Exactly. And that's that's a great message that I always share um, with many persons as you can have a great time and um, enjoy it, not with any alcohol involved, but we're not telling individuals not to drink all alcohol. We're just making sure that we're telling them to do it responsibly and safely, especially during these upcoming festivities. Exactly. And and one of the things that, that we've always told, and even within our, our police force, is the fact that it just hit the nail in the head that, you know, amongst friends, you don't need to be getting uh, wasted or, or drunk, you know, to have fun. And one of the things that we always convey to, 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 the, to the patrolman is, and, and to the whole department is that if your friend is letting you drive drunk, then he's not a friend. You know, we, we need to be more responsible in what we do. And here we are as a police department always telling the public and the community, hey, don't drink and drive. Don't do this. Don't do that. But we need to be more responsible ourselves. So one of the things that we've always pushed is the fact that now Uber exists, Lyft exists. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. You know, call your brother. Call somebody. Call another friend that was not invited to the party and let him pick you up. But be responsible. And that's that's key for every event that's happening in this Posadas in these uh, times of uh, this hot, during this hotter days that, you know, we need to be responsible. I definitely agree with that. And I can share that getting an Uber home, right, is 15 20 maybe $25, but it's $25 that's going to save your life. It's going to save the life of somebody else. Or if you were to be arrested for driving under the influence, that's going to save you $10,000, $15,000 with all the fees and um, the associated costs with that type of, of penalty that's going to be applied to you. Also, just recently, I can share that um, that the Texas House bill and the 88th legislator, which is 393, known as Bentley's Law, came into effect on September 1st of this year. And key points of House Bill 393 is what, if a convicted dri- a drunk driver or convicted drunk drivers will now be required to pay child support if they cause the death of a parent or guardian of a minor due to intoxicated manslaughter. So that is something that hadn't existed. I know that there was many groups here in the state of Texas that have been advocating for this to get pushed through. And just recently in our 88th legislator session here in the state of Texas, this was passed. And so not only can a $25 Uber ride or a $15 Uber ride save your life, but it can also ensure that your costs, because you could potentially kill somebody, don't go into many, many, many years of you providing care for a family that ultimately is your responsibility because you took away their mother, their father, their guardian. And I do believe that that should rest on your shoulders to make sure that those children still have that opportunity, that financial um, income coming in to support their well-being. I don't know what you all think about that. This being a, a touchy subject, you know, because going back to what you, what you mentioned, Chief, about um, the young crowd, you know, just turning 21. Como dicen, la de dos se les hace fácil. A veces, you know, and, and sometimes they're like, oh, I'll make it mm-hmm. home, I'll make it home. But bringing emphasis and, and like you said, awareness really, really caught my attention because a lot of us young people, and I can speak, I'm, I'm relatively still in the 20s, right? Late 20s. But us young people, mm-hmm. se los hace fácil. And, and this is me encouraging everybody out there listening is that que no se les haga fácil, you know, like, like Chief mentioned, like Dr. Chamberlain mentioned, pick up the phone, call your parents, call, call your guardian, call somebody to go pick you up, even if they're not in the party. And and you hit it 
you hit the nail right on the head when you said, if your friends allow you to drive, that they're there in the party, those are not your friends. They're not looking out for you. And and drunk driving does bring consequences. And, and unfortunately, sometimes, like you mentioned, deaths. And that's 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 tough for us here in our, in our community to be experiencing something like that. And, and, and I, and again, you know, one of the things that, that we try to do is making sure that, you know, they understand the consequences, uh, as a young, you know, adult, it, it's hard, uh, to not understand the consequences that come after, uh, a DWI offense and also the consequences that come after a fatality involving you as a drunk driver. So, this is something that, that we are uh, we revamping our program as to the public education and the awareness uh, coming from the police department. And we're, we're going to be going to the schools and, and the high schoolers uh, because they need to understand and they need to see for themselves. They have to visualize. And we have a lot of uh, photos and things that we collect during those scenes that opens your eyes and sees, you know what, I wouldn't want to be involved in this. And, and I wouldn't want to have a family go through this because of me not being responsible. And you said it right, I mean, right now where, you know, se nos hace fácil, yes, because you can always say, oh, well, my home is, you know, three blocks away. My home is a mile away. What can happen? A lot can happen. A lot can happen. And this is uh, something that we need to do not only from the police department uh, by itself, but also as a community. And, and you know, I'm going to take this opportunity to thank uh, Dr. Chamberlain here because, He's, uh, he has focused in a lot of things, fentanyl, drunk driving, anything that has to do with the community's health. You know, I, I want to thank him for that because, again, he joins and, 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 and we're going to do this in a collaborative effort. Um, having Being here today is important because I know this podcast will reach a lot of people. And, you know, if, if when you hear this, you know, we, we need you to understand that, there, one, you have to be responsible, uh, two, know that there's consequences, very, very heavy consequences. Um, and some of them I've, I've taught, I've, I've spoken to, to people that have been involved in, in the DWI involving a fatality. They're not the same because they live with this forever. They know that they've killed a human being and they're not the same. Their life changes and it's very hard for them to move on. So again, think about those things. Be responsible. That's what we're here for today. And again, you know, it's it, you know your thoughts on this. I mean, it's you as, as young adults here. What do you think we need to do? Yeah, I want to touch back on what Jaime said, and also being in my twenties as well. I'll never forget that uh, someone that I knew, their parents once said, "You know, I'd rather you call me at three in the morning, four in the morning, wake me up instead of getting a call from the hospital, getting a call from the police." It's never a bother if you guys need to be picked up. And I think that's something very important that people need to know. You know, call call your family, brother, sister, mom, dad, anybody, because they would rather hear from you than from the police or the hospital that something has happened to you. And, and to add to that, you, you asked, Chief, what can we do? Well, I go back to when I was young. I mean, hell, topic, we're adults. You know, kids are taught sex ed. They're, they're taught all these things growing up that there's, that there's consequences, right? But my family always preached when there's a kid's gathering, you don't drink around the kids. You don't show them that drinking's okay. You know, like, yes, when you get older, okay, you, occasional drinking, responsible drinking, right? But I don't think 
growing up, a lot of kids, young adults have have the presence maybe or or the knowledge growing up to to the real consequences behind drinking because a lot of kids see it as oh, i'm gonna go drink let's go have fun we're in high school like what can happen what can but they really don't truly understand what can really happen maybe they don't they don't it doesn't hit home to the fact where they go wreck they go wreck into somebody right god forbid they do and they affect somebody else's family right like you mentioned but what if they start thinking to the manner where what if it what if i lost my little sister in a car crash like that what if i lost my my dad or my mom in a car crash like that and maybe bring an emphasis onto what if it hit your home rather than no pasa nada you know what i mean mm -hmm. and and i'm thankful that that i was grown up into realizing giving proper ed into okay you want to drink these are the consequences and you better not drive if if whatever the case and starting at a younger age to answer your question i think starting at at, at a younger age exposing them to alcohol exists you're eventually going to get your hands on it you're eventually going to be around it it's going to be up to you to to make the right choice you know and bring emphasis on that i don't know if you all want to chime in a little bit I mean, definitely there is uh added information regarding our culture i mean culture but this goes across all different cultures is just the exposure to alcohol um within families and seeing how it's utilized and of course maybe it is being utilized in a responsible manner um by by parents or guardians within those um homes but there still needs to be those conversations that parents do have with their with their children and it needs to start early because we do know that children are um sponges in their unique beautiful ways growing through their um, young young life and in their toddler form, of course, um, throughout their preteen, it's extremely important to have that communication with your um, with your children. This is not just necessarily to alcohol, as of course it is national impaired driving, which can be drugs as well. So this is on the drug side with your children to not use, but then also within our social realms where we do have family members that are older that might be taking um, chemical substances for um, mental health, um, stability or improvement um, or treatment. And those chemical substances also mixing with alcohol are very dangerous. And that's where we do have those um, drivers that are older that might not know how those substances interact biochemically within their system. And those are also conversations aside from the children that you might be responsible for, but then others that are around you that are in your social circles or in your family circles. I mean, we don't know what every single one of our families or social circles medications that they might, might be on. But if it has been something that has been mentioned to you and you see that that person might be having one or two cocktails or one or two beers, it's important for all, you to also let them know. Um, I know that you're taking this medication and you're also drinking alcohol. Not everybody knows how everything acts chemically in their system. And it's important for us to make sure that you're safe and that other people are safe. And this is why we're getting an Uber or this is why we're calling a Lyft and this or this is why I'm taking you home tonight. Um, so, it, of course, it goes back on throughout all age ranges to have these conversations where we're breaking through to help educate, um, whether it, it's on the prevention side to get them not to do it, or whether it's just counseling for individuals who have rightful prescriptions, and they also have the right to enjoy alcohol, but it's about how they use them interactively and where they use them, and of course, if they are the operator of a vehicle. Exactly. And, and I can tell you this, that 
you know, we, we, we just said it right now, you know, it's, it's our culture. And, and I always go back to, you know, every, almost every family in Laredo it was born into, and, you know, it was, it was in a household that as soon as you crank up Vicente Fernandez and, and everybody starts taking shots, it's normal. It's normal, but what is not normal is when you get into a car and try to go back home. You know, you can celebrate all you want, but you have to stay there and making sure that you don't go driving anywhere else. But again, it, it, is, it is our culture and, and we can see it across the board. But, you know, I can give you another statistic that it's alarming. So year to date, we have 529 DWIs in the city of Laredo. Just with Laredo PD. I'm not counting the county. I'm not counting DPS. It's just Laredo PD. 529 DWI arrests. That is a lot of DWI arrests. And we've always told our officers that that's 529 uh, accidents that we prevented. And so, you know, we, we, we take this, this to heart that the statistics matter, but we have to do more. And one of the things that I'm going to share with you today is that we've been talking to to our judges our district judges and our our, our uh, district attorney to go back to a program which is called zero tolerance and every time that you know we have a dwi detail instead of you voluntarily saying yes or no to a uh, a, uh, a breathalyzer automatically is a zero tolerance you will get a search warrant to draw your blood and that way there's no uh there's no chance for you to get out of the DWI uh, prosecution and making sure that there's consequences. So that's one thing, but we're also pushing to see we can do other things. And I know uh, Judge Victor Villarreal um, had a conversation with him uh, this past week where he wants to promote Uber and Lyft. He wants to promote to the young adults, start using Uber, start using Lyft. Um, going as, as far as creating coasters to remind wherever they are, they're at, even if it's at a Turvide street or a local, another local uh, uh, bar, that we distribute these coasters and making sure that we remind them, hey, take an Uber, take a Lyft if you already drank. Even if it's two beers, take an Uber, take a Lyft. So I think it's very important that we continue this conversation, but we continue this conversation, especially with the youth. And, and, and we need to continue this conversation also, you said, getting them at a, at a very young age and explaining to them the consequences, going to the high schools, one of the high schools and telling them, hey, let me show you some pictures of what it could be. Yeah. Let me show you some videos of what the disaster uh, that can happen if, if you are engaged in this kind of behavior. To maybe you might know this, Chief, you probably do know this. What, I don't know, listeners are probably asking, well, what's the legal limit of, of alcohol if, if they are to drink or that they can get behind a wheel? What, what is the legal limit that they can drive home? legally like i know the like the breathalyzer like there's only can you explain that a little bit yes so so it's it's it can be two things so it of course you have to be at that point eight uh, uh but at the same time if you're driving home and it doesn't have to be alcohol you can be it can be impaired with drugs so we we can put that out uh, uh out of the equation so definitely if the officer obso- observes the uh the driver driving all over the place, you know, not being able to, you know, park, I mean, I'm sorry, to stop uh, at a certain intersection where you're supposed to stop. And there's different things that we look for uh, when the patrolman is engaging in a traffic stop. And then he, 
uh, elaborates on his report and then corroborates that with video. So every single unit has videos. And the same, same thing with the, with the officers. They have cameras, so slur speech, uh, not being able to handle yourself as you're walking. Uh, everything, uh, if he p- puts that in, in, in his report, and sense that it can be prosecutable, it can be, he can still be detained for that. So there's a lot of things that go into a DWI or DUI. Sometimes we don't know, um, but at the same time, there's certain measures that we can take to making sure that it may be this, maybe this person did not take, uh, um, did not drink alcohol, but he did take uh, two or three uh, Sinex bars. What are we looking at? So there are certain things that we need to look for and, and the officer knows. Um, but again, it's, it's those DWI details and the zero tolerance that is going to make people understand that there are going to be consequences. And, and bringing emphasis again, a lot of people don't know the difference, and, and I'm glad you mentioned it. They don't know the difference of a DWI and a DUI, right? Driving while intoxicated, driving under the influence. And if you mix those together, that's the it's game over. The it's worst over. thing you can do, right? Because mm-hmm. you just can't do it. I think it was beautifully said right now um, by Chief that there has been 529 individuals that have been arrested for driving under the influence or DWI driving while intoxicated. So those were 529 opportunities to save somebody's life. Unfortunate for that individual who was placed himself in that situation because they should have had that um, conscience on their shoulder telling them, you know, don't do it. But of course, when you're under the influence, those um, chemicals just take over and your moral compass goes down and so we do go want to go back to what Jaime keeps on saying is just emphasizing on the importance of taking advantage of uber and what um, chief is saying with lyft and um what Deidre had mentioned with family these options are all out there and right now we do have a lot of individuals who are coming back from their college days or their college semester they're going to be here for the next two, three, four weeks. And of course, it's time to spend with family. It's also time to spend with friends. But spending time with family and friends means that you have to do it responsibly. There's going to be um, many, many posadas and many fiestas that are going to be going on. And it's important for you to do everything within your realm to be responsible for yourself and for those that are around you. So we can't stress enough that we do want you to enjoy yourself we are not telling you to not drink alcohol, but we are telling you to be responsible about your actions and for the actions of those around you. Because as mentioned um, by Chief a, sh- a few short moments ago, um, that if your friends, if you let somebody leave drunk, you're not a friend. You are not looking out for their well-being and for the well-being of those that will be affected by them if there is an accident that is caused. So be conscious about what you're doing, be conscious about what others around you that are doing, and be that difference, make that difference, step up to the plate. Sometimes they can be a a little confrontational persons when you're telling them, no, don't drive, give me your keys. But if you work at it with a group, if there's two or three other persons there with you to help deescalate that situation, maybe sneak away those keys from them, those are some tactics that you're going to have to employ to ensure that that person is going to remain safe and that person is not going to cause any other harm for another individual or families that are out there. Well said, Dr. Chamberlain. Um, Chief, anything anything else you would like to conclude on? I would just like to piggyback from uh, what uh, Dr. Chamberlain just said. And uh, very important again, yes, we're not telling you not to drink. It's just drink responsibly. Um, 
but aside uh, along the lines that there's going to be a bunch of posadas and a bunch of parties uh, and a lot of get-togethers there's also going to be a lot of details out there police enforcement and and i want to make everybody aware that um during this holiday season we're going to up that those details and that enforcement to making sure that everybody gets home safe that's what we want we don't want uh, a tragic event during this this uh, this festivities and we want to make sure also that if you're the person that's driving under the influence to to making sure that you're going to be taken away from the street and and you're going to be arrested uh bottom line is, is zero tolerance and i'll show you a little story before we 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 end this uh 2015 i was hit by a drunk driver uh, driving from hebronville to falfurias and you know it broke my back it broke my part of my neck um it was a hairline fracture but i was able to recuperate i was out of commission for about four months wow. um so i I have zero tolerance for it uh, because I know the consequences and and I know that uh, I, I thank God every day because I was going to take my two uh, little boys back then. They were five and four. If I would have taken them, they wouldn't have been here today. So again, I have zero tolerance for it. And that, this is why we can, I continue uh, pushing the note that we need to have more enforcement and we need to let people know about the consequences. Thank you. Thank you, Chief, for sharing um, that personal testimony about yourself. Um, we're very fortunate to have you here today as well. And as you mentioned, um, you are also fortunate to not have taken your, your baby boys at the time with you, as these accidents do end up being something very tragic. And I can see your point for zero tolerance, and we appreciate you as our chief um, increasing and enhancing this type of surveillance around the city of Laredo for the upcoming week. So we want to make sure that we're stressing the importance and the implications of impaired driving with the legal repercussions and the potential life-altering effects on families and communities. So we want to encourage all of the listeners to think twice before getting behind the wheel if you are impaired and that we are advocating for alternate safe transportation methods like Uber, Lyft, or designated drivers. And we are emphasizing the need for seeking help and relying on family and friends if you are incapable of driving due to impairment. It's important for us to unite as a community together to be able to prevent any types of situations where there's life loss due to impairment. Impairment is not for behind the wheel. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed this um, great topic today. Thank you.